Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Bing bong, bing bong, bing bong. Bing bong. Hello, it's Suggestible, a podcast where we suggest things to you. I am Claire. James is here also. We are married. And if you like suggestibles, then, well, we have a lot of stuff for you. How are you going? It. I'm great. I love being in lockdown. I love homeschooling. I love trying to work and homeschool. I love not sleeping. I love not exercising. I love eating poorly. Love all these choices that have been foisted upon me. Oh, so just for some background context, dear listeners, mm. hello. We hope you're doing all right. We're probably not doing very well. Wow, well, Melbourne has been thrown. Melbourne, Australia, where we live, has been thrown back into lockdown. We now have a curfew. Yep. We cannot leave a house. Not that we ever did anyway, but still between 9 p.m. and 5 a.m. Mm. And the thing for us, because we are parents of two small children, is that playgrounds have shut. That's right. Schools have been shut for, like, what, a couple of weeks now it yeah, feels like? maybe, yeah. And now playgrounds have shut, so we literally cannot take our children anywhere. And the weather hasn't been great, which doesn't help. If the weather's good, it, it feels yeah, like very Yeah, we can take them doable. on a little walk or yeah. something and that's all right. But also our kids have been, you have to remember to preface this, our kids have been super sick. And that's so true. they've had coughs and we've given them COVID tests and everything's negative. However, that means sick kids are bloody the worst anyway and mm. up all night and we've been sick and it's just not, it's not been a good time. That's right. So now your misery, our misery, sorry, is your misery <laughs> if you are listening. But let's suggestible some things to people, why don't we? Do you want to kick things off? I, I do. I know you're keen to have a to shoot a recipe everybody's way. I am. All right, excellent. So I thought I'd bring back my recipes, uh, oh recommendations. My I haven't done these in a while. And it, I usually do it, if anyone who is listening has noticed, whenever things are real terrible, oh, yeah. <laughs> I start cooking and look, this is not a recipe for the faint-hearted. It's not to be cooked on a regular basis. It is an emergency recipe to break when you would you also, out when you're feeling. And you terrible. mean also literally, like if you have a faint heart, do not eat this. Correct. It would give die. you a bloody heart attack. Yeah. yeah, but it is bloody delicious, and more than that, it's really enjoyable to make. I would say it's delicious for four bites, and then it's not delicious anymore. <laughs> Please, you just have a little Irishman's stomach and can't handle rich food, whereas I come from a bougie Italian background and can handle the cheese and pasta. Pack of fucking drunks on your end. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the Irish, Irish aren't a pack oh, of drunks. Oh, you got to alienate the Irish, are you? <laughs> All I'm saying is your constitution is designed of a diddly potatoes and not much else. <laughs> Would I be wrong? No, that's not, that's not incorrect. Correct, Exactly. I love saying diddly-doo potatoes. We've got so many Irish listeners, Claire. We do. I know. Hello, diddly-doo. Is that what you say when you walk down the street? I don't care about insulting the Italians, though. Oh, I don't want to insult anyone, but I will make fun of everybody equally. That is my right. Anyway... Oh, also, I was on Sex in the City with Do Go On. We talked about Sex in the City. Oh, my God. And Do Go On is a really awesome, hilarious People show. Know. With Jess, Matt and Dave. I know. I'm just reminding you in case you don't. And it was really a super fun time and they discovered that really 
the characters of Sex and the City are just based on the Ninja Turtles. That's correct. It is uh, there are they are archetypes. Yes, that is true. And another thing I want to throw out there to people: the new series of Sex and the City called and now look at fucking and this. just like that. Yeah, just like that. It's um. Do you want? Would people be interested in us doing like weekly recaps as like a separate episode for this? Ooh. Like and put it in the feed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because we're both fans. We've both seen every episode. In a way, I'm a bigger fan and I'm more of a <laughs> feminist. So I think my take is unique in a way that Claire's is not. Uh, so, yeah, let us know and maybe we'll do it. And even if you don't want us to do it, we can still do it and you don't have to listen to it. Because <laughs> no, I'll probably do it at home anyway. That's right. <laughs> Excellent. I'm really looking forward to that. I thought it was a movie, but no, it's a TV show. That's right. You did say that I did. in your um In, in the Dugan Report and it was really embarrassing. Just something wrong out of the gate. I know, like straight up. It was like the first thing I said. It was really yeah. awkward. Mm-hmm. All right. So this is from Dolly Alton, who I bang on about all the time. She was the former host of uh, the High Low podcast oh, yes. and she is just the each girl of the moment oh. and has written two books, Ghosts and also Everything I Know About Love, which is her first one. And this book I'm rereading at the moment because it's all my poor adult COVID horrible lockdown brain can handle because mm. it's like little tiny chapters of funny little anecdotes and stories from her life and it's really heartwarming beautiful but on page 50 is a recipe for hangover mac and cheese that she recommends you right. eat while watching a serial killer documentary oh yes correct and i respect that i actually a lot. have a serial killer documentary of sorts oh speak. well there you go it'll go very well yes exactly two uh, great tastes that taste great together correct exactly and so this recipe for mac and cheese has four different cheeses in it. So you yeah. cook your macaroni pasta. Yeah. Then you grate out your parmesan, you grate out your cheddar, you grate out your red lecaster. I don't know how to say that, but I found that cheese recently. It's like a red cheese. Yeah, everyone knows peppery. the red cheese. It's got the red wax on it. It's not yeah. actually a red cheese. No, it though, is, is it? red. It's no. a red cheese. You're thinking you are getting your cheeses It's confused. not red. It's more orange then, is it? It's an orangey colour. Yeah. Mm. No, you're thinking of the cheese that has the red rind on it, but yes. it's yellow. It's not that. Oh, my God. No. Well, I did see some wax. Didn't, wasn't there some wax on There was the wax around it, but no, this is an actual red cheese. So I was thinking of the red cheese. No, because you, well, it has red wax around it, but the other cheese also has, and we're, we're anyway. So you think that I'm thinking of a different <laughs> cheese but we we could be thinking of the same cheese i know you're thinking of a different cheese because we never have this particular red it's not red i also want to point it's, it's like orange. an orange cheese with a red rind all right i'm thinking of the same cheese claire <laughs> you don't know what cheeses i'm thinking about I'll sorry go cheese on. you in the wazoo i don't, I don't know, know what that means. means i don't know either <laughs> let's continue with my ter- after i've just made a terrible joke so are uh, you great the cheeses yep that's three cheeses uh-huh. That you great. You stir it all in with uh, some uh, bechamel sauce that for listeners who make food all the time is just butter and flour and milk and you stir it all up until it becomes like a creamy liquid. You hate when I talk about recipes, but some people no, will be into this, James. No, 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 I don't know. You do. You're always like, why is she listing the way food make, is made? Well, I tell you because the people want it. Okay. And even right. if they don't, I'm delivering they it. it. <laughs> they got it. Um, salt and pepper it, do all the things. Then you stir in... All the cheeses, so they kind of melt when it's you off say the that heat. Already? Probably, and then you put in the pasta that you've cooked. To Wait, I'm sorry. Did, weren't you already stirring the cheese through the pasta, and now you're putting no, in the pasta? No, no bechamel. You're just making fun. No, of me. I'm not. You're making a bechamel sauce. You're making the pasta oh, okay. in a separate pot. Okay, till al dente, and it just sits there. Well, you drain it, put a little bit of olive oil in it, so it doesn't stick together. 
and you let it sit there while you make the bechamel sauce. Okay, put okay, the cheese okay. in. And then you put the cheese in. You put in, the right. mustard. You put what I love, the Worcestershire sauce. Ah, yes. Which is, for some reason, so comforting to me. It's of a time of my childhood. I really enjoyed it. And then you finally slice up some Springer onions. Yeah. You sprinkle them in to your mix. I think it's pronounced sprinkle, but go on. You sprinkle them in. Very good. Like the good chef James always says. Yes. My auntie always said, sprinkle your spring onions, mate. Sprinkle them good. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> you haven't slept. I haven't slept. Well, actually, I slept all right last night. I haven't slept. Okay, James has slept. He's slowly going mad. And then you stir in the pasta, the cheese, all the things, mix it all together, salt and pepper it, and then you tip it into a, your blue pot or mm. whatever, as it I like to, to call it. Well, you know, whatever, Just, um, oven-proof we, pot. Are we thinking of the same dish. blue pot or am I thinking of a different blue no, pot? No, I'm thinking of the same. Things you seem to know <laughs> what coloured things I'm oh, thinking right. of Oh, right, let's all just times. get to the bloody end of this recipe. <laughs> Could we? Could we? We're all running on 10% this mm. week. Oh, God. And then after all of that, you put it all in the pot, then you sprinkle on some extra cheese that you left to the side. Oh, what's that cheese? Just the same three okay. cheeses. But, but also at the last minute you rip up a bit of mozzarella ball I and I feel top. like that was a little unnecessary. But anyway, I did it. I think the whole thing is unnecessary. All right, and on. then you put it in the oven and you cook it for like 15 minutes on the hottest grill. So I preheated the hottest grill so my red oven was glowing. It was glowing in there with red heat and it comes out all crispy on top. And delicious and gooey and just amazing. But you're right. You can only have about three to four spoonfuls. Yeah, and you cooked a giant pot of it. And so I'm like, this is great. And then I'm like, I fucking hate this. But the problem with you is you just overdo it. You just eat a bit of I it. I had four bites. And then I was like, I hate this. That's <laughs> my point. If you're going to make it, make a tiny little pot. Make I'm a tiny not little wasting pot. all that energy to make a tiny little pot. This is the problem with you, with your Irish little tum. You don't like big quantities of food that lie around. You don't eat leftovers. You either eat it all at once. You can't just like leave it in the fringe to kind of eat it on the day. Like our friend delivered all these delicious baked goods to make us feel better. I woke up in the morning. James had literally taken a bite out of every single one of the tiny little baked goods. Listen, I just want everybody to know that I did that on purpose to annoy Claire <laughs> so she'd wake up. Even my son was like, who's you been nibble on this? What have you been up to? Yeah. I'm like, get out of my business. <laughs> ate a bite out of every – you ate like half of that, literally half of all of it. Thank you. Uh, it was like a little rat had been in there nibbling away. Anyway, we love our friend who delivered the box. It was so delightful. Mm. It had pansies in it. It was beautiful. We loved it. James loved it especially. I did. All I'm saying is you just like like you drink your drink over there. You just like drink it all in one, straight down. Yep. No enjoyment. Yep. Part of food can just be enjoying a delicious thing for like three to four bites. But again, what you're talking about is not good. It's not a good meal. It's bad. It's delicious. It's not. It's too much. I yeah. want people to. I want people to make it. I want people to eat a bowl of this and see how they feel afterwards. Oh well, I felt terrible. Yeah. Yeah. It's not good. Food should make you feel good, and this food makes you feel bad. Yeah, well, that's true. I feel like my brain has a layer of cheese over the top of it. Yeah, this is true. I still <laughs> feel sick. So, look, <laughs> I actually felt better in the making of it rather than the eating of it. Yeah. Um, which I feel like, you know, yeah, it's that's why it's called hangover mac and cheese, I think. Maybe if you're really hungover particularly. Just fucking really get some good. hot chips, man, if you're hungover. It's all right. Anyway, I really bullshit. enjoyed cooking it. And now we have all this excess leftover mac and cheese, plus I feel like I might have a heart attack. 
But I still recommend it. That's it. I don't. Go on. Don't make yeah, it. Yeah, well, I know. Well, James is fussy. He's very fussy. I'm not fussy. <laughs> I just don't want a bowl of fucking cheese that's just all cheese. By the way, BT dubs. All right, Claire. <laughs> oh, God, he's lost his mind. My guys. recommendation for this week is Can a I series. Oh, sorry, what's that? I love you. Get out of my business. <laughs> That's all. Speaking of food, ah, oh, yes, uh, we're getting new foods at the moment and they're being delivered. If you love plastic-wrapped meals that you're just like, what am I going for lunch? What am I going to – oh, fuck it, this will do. The new foods is perfect. Perfect. I hate it. This, I hate uh, it. I really hate it. So I hate for them. the. I know, but I hate it for the excess plastic. Mm. I hate it for like the prepackagedness of it in our fridge. Yes. I, it just has so no little joy in it. Yep. It's like you saying that you'd just rather eat a tablet than actually eat food, and then you have your weird plastic cereal. Everything you're eating is my just magic spoon cereal. Yeah, that I ordered specifically from the yes. US by a, it's just US like shipping all company. Food with no joy in all it. All food is pretend, Claire. It's all made up. It's all ingredients. What are you That's talking about? Pretend. All the foods I eat are all natural as well. These are natural foods, Claire. Fucking mac and cheese what, is natural. What? what are you talking about yeah, here? Yeah, but I, that's like a one-off time when it was re- a really low day when we found out playgrounds were closing <laughs> and I needed to do something to lift my spirits. On a regular basis, I would just eat, you know, natural foods and sugar and chocolate, obviously, all the things. <laughs> I'm not I'm not a purist. All I'm saying is your Magic Spoon cereal does not grow on trees. It's not natural. It's all natural ingredients, yeah, but it's not natural. Like there's not a tree that grows it. What are you going to eat? So you're going to eat all the food that drops out of, of trees or whatever? Is that what you're saying? Yes. You don't even know you're just bloody talking about I'm a about, tree-itarian. <laughs> no, there is a word. No, it's a word. It's a type of person. Fruit-a- yeah. Fruitarian, is it? is it? It's from Notting You know that girl that Hugh Grant dates in Notting Hill or he's Julia set Roberts. up with? No, not her. You know how he does a series of other dates after Julia Robert breaks his little heart? I always turn off after that. All right. <laughs> anyway, his friends try to get him to date maybe a fruitarian. I think it's like... Someone who only eats fruit that's dropped off trees already because mm. if you pick it, you're killing the fruit. Yes, yes, yes. No judgment. No judgment. A lot of judgment. <laughs> no I judgment. I don't no care judgment. at all. If you want to do that, fine. If you want to die waiting for an apple to fall off a tree, that's your business. <laughs> uh, Dr. Death is a show that I've watched, Claire. I see. Uh, it's on Peacock if you're in the US, but it is on Stan in Australia. It's eight episodes created by Patrick McManus. And uh, it's actually a U.S. crime drama based on the podcast of the same name. It stars Joshua Jackson, a.k.a. Pacey from Dawson's Creek. It stars Christian Slater, a.k.a. the guy that's like, does this. James, for context, is raising his one eyebrow. That's right. He's like Jack Nicholson. Or he was. I don't know what he is. He's he's his own man. Uh, It stars Grace Summer. It stars Alec Baldwin. It stars these four people and others. And basically it's a true story. It's about this guy called Christopher Dunst, a uh, neurosurgeon who became infamous for permanently mutilating his patients. So essentially, right, he's this guy, he's this doctor, he's reasonably intelligent it seems, very ambitious, and he's just cutting this swath through people with like chronic back pain and giving them like long-term pain and paralysis or killing some of them. And then he like moves on to like the next clinic or sets up his oh next thing God. and whatever. And the kind of mistakes that he's making, he's just butchering people. And it seems as if he's he's doing he's like he's doing it intentionally. Like he's supposed to be putting like, say, like a, a screw into somebody's, you know, spine, but they'll find the surgery later. And he's just like just put it straight into their muscle or something like that, which is not even a mistake you could make because 
you know when you're drilling into bone and you know when you're drilling into muscle. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So he's just a horrible person doing these horrible things and he's just kind of slipping through the cracks of like the medical system and kind of schmoozing his way through certain, certain things and getting research funding and kind of being protected by people who are embarrassed that they kind of worked with him or hired him. So they'll just kind of handball him off to the next person. And it's about these two doctors that um, played by Christian Slater and Alec Boardman who, who go after him, right? And they're trying to bring this guy to justice for all of these things that he's, he's done to people. And some people kind of stand by him and say, you know, he's doing the best he can. And other people are like, no, this guy really fucked up my life, like permanently. Like he has a, one of his mates who he decides to operate on and like fix his neck. He makes him, he puts him in a wheelchair. Like it's, he's horrible. He's an awful man. Anyway, if you like say Dirty John, like the series or the podcast, it's in that vein. So it's that kind of uh, situation. It's good. It's awful. If you don't like blood, don't watch it because there's a fair bit of that. But yeah, get into it. I saw you watching this. Mm. I saw it come up and I tried to watch it. And then I remembered I've had a lot of medical horrible Mm. things happen to me. (laughs) I just, I tried watching, I watched it for like 10 minutes and this woman wakes up and he's clearly like completely butchered her surgery and she's in like bucket loads of pain. And I was like, I'm out. Yeah. I'm done. No thanks. Because it is, it plays on that whole idea of how vulnerable you are when you're going into medical procedures. Trusting. Yeah. You you see someone with a nice website and with patient patient recommendations and whatever, and they've got good bedside manner. You're like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Mm. And because I've come from a family of people who are in medicine or around medicine Mm. a lot, my mum's a GP and my brother's also a doctor. I have seen. Not to brag, not to, you know, uh, We come from smart stock, not potato farmers. How dare you? <laughs> I don't know what accent that was. Who knows? Also, you are Irish. Yeah, I, I am. What you're, talking about. <laughs> you're more Irish than you are Italian. I know. I'm like a sixteenth of Italian. <laughs> <laughs> I will hold on to that scaric though of mm. exoticism. Yeah, exoticism. <laughs> I feel like I'm a little very Italian in my bones, though. Well, apparently, one Spanish person slipped into my gene pool somewhere. So you know. Hey. If we're talking exotic. Do you mean slipped one in? That's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> anyway, you were saying. Yeah, medical uh, yeah. Stuff. Oh, yeah. And because of that, I've heard lots of stories and I've seen lots of things. And so I don't have that blind trust of the medical profession, no. I think. Even though, by and large, the medical profession, nurses, doctors, people who work through hospitals are incredible. Yeah, I and agree. what they do. Are, like it's just amazing. Doesn't matter. You got to keep on top of them. Um, yeah. I don't mean like harassing. I mean like you just got to know what's going on. Yeah, it's it's yeah. okay to ask questions yeah. and be really informed. I think is same the with thing. every industry. Like we, yeah. you know, we worked in teaching. I would say like you should ask questions. You should like you know. Yeah, you just be informed, but be and, polite yeah, when you're doing totally. it. But be informed, and I think that's the same with the medical profession. It's like yep. any profession, right? But a shout out particularly to any healthcare workers on this show because I just think bloody hell you're working in the front lines. That, that, that and teachers and other, I'm sure there's so many other professions. But Definitely. Um, my heart just goes People out to People delivering food. People hang gliding. Cleaning? Cleaning. Cleaners are like the heroes, I think, of this pandemic. Oh, Claire, let's give them a round of applause, shall we? All right. Let's, let's do that. Central. Oh, I, and I stood on my porch and I gave them a round of oh, applause. Oh, God. Okay, that's give, really give nice. Them really like. Give them a raise. Give them a raise. Give them more money. Yeah, well, that's true. Can't pay your bills with a fucking I mean, but round can't of applause. We have both? Can't we have the beautiful standing ovations and applause and a raise? Yes. But also just Why know, does it have to be an either or proposition? But if you're in any of these fields, in particular the medical field, 
We're watching you. We're keeping an eye on you. <laughs> we know what you're up to. Don't be Dr. Death and anybody. No, don't Dr. Death nobody. Where can they watch that show? Uh, that Stan show? and H. No, Stan and Peacock. Excellent. How is Pacey in the show? He's good. He's really Joshua good. Joshua Jackson. He's great. He's always been good and he continues to be good. He's great. Mm-hmm. He yeah. was my favourite. He was the only reason I watched Dawson's Creek. Really? I loved him. Yeah. Did I watched not it for the creek. Dawson. <laughs> just the, the creek. You just yeah. like to stare at the water. That was created by the guy who made Scream, I believe. I, you know, Wes Craven. I would believe that. Situation. I tried to rewatch it and it is so horribly terrible and sexist and just doesn't hold Dialogue up on any level. Dialogue as well. Yeah, and it's this weird vibe where like Dawson is set up to be this heartthrob and the main character and like Joey just panders to him the whole time. And when I watched it, I thought that she was like sassy and had her own brain and was like really smart and it was all fun. And then I watched it back and I was like, no, he just, he films her doing like kissing Joshua Jackson and like asking her to be in all these different roles. And it's all very much about his own ego really, like the Dawks, whole thing. Dawson, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, anyway, Joshua Jackson to me was Fucking a heartthrob. creep. Joshua. Um, yeah. Anyway, on a They've all gone note. on to do things though, you know what I mean? They're all doing stuff, aren't they? Yeah, they yeah. are, exactly. Mm. What Joey's, the actress that plays Joey? Katie Holmes. Katie Holmes, thank you very much. She is excellent. I really enjoy yeah, her. She also right. married Tom Cruise and then left Briefly him. for a spell. Yeah. There's a very interesting article that yes, you show me that. I did show you that. Yeah. It's fascinating. About how she escaped that marriage and Scientology by like and leaving her in the dead of night with and her. got all yeah. the legal stuff. Because I know what happened with Nicole Kidman is the way that she they lost divorced. Custody she of lost her kids. all the custody. Yeah. But her dad is a lawyer. A family yeah, in-law. and she did it in this really sick way. Over the way. weekend, took him over state lines and got him out of Scientology and all that. And yeah, but it was stuff. super. I know. I mean, that whole world, Scientology in general, is such a fascinating, terrifying. It is. Look, I mean, Going Clear, which is that documentary. Yeah. Oh my god, so good. And Louis Theroux, obviously. Amazing and does a whole lot of investigative journalism. And there's also that story of like a Scientology boat that just yeah. like is sailing around the world. It's so odd because like, I mean, a lot of religion, there's a lot of scams in religion, but Scientology is like so transparently a scam. Yeah. <laughs> it's, just... <laughs> oh, it's so interesting, uh, isn't it? I think, you know, people are just looking for purpose. You know what I mean? And there's nothing wrong with that at all. Exactly. Yeah. And I don't think religion is a bad thing on any level. No. I just think it's when. Um, it's used against people or to exploit them. That's yep. a different thing. If they're hitting you um, up for money, correct. You know, something's wrong. Exactly. Stephen Bidolf, who I love and who wrote a book called Raising Boys, which is really great. Oh, yeah. It's a parenting I, I read book. that or started to at the very least. Yeah, we've got it at home. Yeah. It's great. He's written a book recently and I'm just going to quickly Google it. Uh, it's called, oh, shit, I fucked up when I raised my boy. <laughs> no, it's called. Ten things I should have done. Stephen Binoff, here we go. Um, it's called Fully Human mm. and I haven't read it yet but so this isn't my recommendation but he talks about the fact that he, he likens the human body to a, like a four-storey mansion and that, you know, one of the stories is your physical health, right? Yeah. One of the stories is your like mental health. Another of the stories is, hang on, I'm butchering this completely. No, it sounds right. <laughs> One of the stories is I butchered it because I haven't read it. Hold on, Colleen. It's orthotics. Hang on, I should. And the last story is why am I recommending something I haven't read yet? I don't know. But the last story is just a nice hat. (laughs) Just put everything on. Get on. (laughs) 
don't know where I'm going. Anyway, one of the stories was spirituality. Okay. And so basically it was about how, yeah, so it's like physical health in terms of like movement and exercise yeah. and mental health in terms of like thinking and understanding and reasoning and like stretching your mind in that way. Sure. And then, you know, the third one I think is all about the body and looking after your body and what you put in it and all of that stuff. But the fourth one he's said is spirituality. And his premise is really that we need to be looking at all four stories in order to feel healthy and fulfilled as a human being. Okay. And that spirituality is just as equally as important. And spirituality doesn't have to be religion, though it can be, mm. but it's a connection to something bigger than yourself. And so whether you like an en- elephant. Like <laughs> Yeah, like an element. No, like if like some for some people you enter into it through music, right? Yeah, right. Or through cooking or through being in nature or whatever way you enter into a state where you maybe it's your creativity but you're absorbed and connecting to something bigger than you mm. and feeling that kind of, you know, energy, I guess, that you get from that. And he said if you don't pay attention to that fourth stage, you continue to kind of not feel fully human and still can feel really miserable and disconnected, even if you're looking after your mental health, your your physical body, mm-hmm. as well as like moving and getting stronger and all of that stuff and your emotional health and like seeing psychologists or like reflection, all that stuff. But if you don't also have that element of feeling a part of something bigger than yourself. Um, so it could be like yeah. community or family. No, it has to be like a- no. It's more, it's more something that takes you out of yourself. So yeah, it could just be walking in nature, but yeah. it's the idea of you being immersed in something bigger. Right. So it could be creating, like writing yeah. or building something. But it's, and maybe it could be family, I guess, in a way. But it has to be at a deeper level. Mm. And so yeah, could you look at something and go, "Shit, that's pretty good." Would that count? Sure, that's pretty good. <laughs> I haven't read the book, so cl- I'm really butchering this. I hope he's listening and he's like, I didn't say any of that. I know. Like I'm, a mansion. Oh, God, I'm going to have to read this book now and then I'm going to have to come back and move on. Why don't you read this book that you haven't read that you're telling us about? I mean, is there anything else that you'd like to talk about and this why week, did though? I get to that? Oh, it's just because we were talking about the fact that religion, there's nothing wrong at all with religion anyway. So, I mean, there are some things wrong with religion. Of course. I just mean as in having a belief know. system is really important. Go on. Cynic over there. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. All right. So my second recommendation, I've got two actually. Second recommendation. I can't remember if I talked about this already. I definitely was recommended this by a listener. We are Lady Parts. Okay. Which I just loved. Oh my goodness. It's brilliant. It's a show on Netflix from a little while ago. It's created by um, Nida Manzoor, who's a British television writer and director. She's best known for directing two episodes of Doctor Who. So the show is just groundbreaking in lots of ways. 
Geeky Biochemical Engineering PhD student Amina Hussain becomes the unlikely lead guitarist of Lady Part. She was have Parts. we talked about this? I feel like we, we talked have. about it to me. I don't know. Yeah, if we're on I don't know if I've yeah. talked. And I've talked about it in my newsletter. Yeah, but I'm just not sure if I've talked about it on the show. But I want to recommend it again. It was reminded to me after watching the events that are unfolding in Afghanistan that are just yeah. breaking my heart, especially for women and children and just the rights of women being completely stripped away. Anyway, that's a whole other, you know, minefield. I'm not an expert in no. in that kind of politics at all, but it's breaking my heart and it reminded me of this amazing show about powerful Muslim women who mm. are, all have their own identities and aren't just stereotypes that I think sometimes can't um, the media can kind of pigeonhole yeah. women into. Yeah, and so Lady Parts is an all-female Muslim punk band on a mission to get a proper gig. Sarah, the band's fierce and enigmatic front woman, sees something in Amina, who's this um, engineer um, who's studying engineering, but the others can't, and the sort of series sort of rolls along as Sarah leverages Amina's desperation to find a husband and offers to set up her up with potential matches if she agrees to join the band. And it's more. It's so much more than that, though. It's the celebration it's funny, of right? music. It's super funny. Mm. It's about camaraderie and friendship. And they just turn so many of those old stereotypes that you see about Muslim women on its head. Mm. They discuss things like sexuality and religion, about anger and conflict, about family and about women's role in society and one of the band members um, is married with a daughter and her relationship with her husband is so subversive and great and lovely and another of the characters explores her sexuality too. She mm. identifies as queer and so that is explored as well and what it means to be a queer Muslim woman. But, it, yeah, it's just beautiful and liberating and fun and great and I just recommend it super, super highly. Wholeheartedly? Wholeheartedly. What, what is it on? Uh, it's on Netflix. Oh, cool, okay. Yeah, and it, I mean, I watch that. Yeah, it's really, really fun. But you watched it, so I, don't, so I can't watch it. Well, this is the rule, exactly. The anyway, rule. so it just – I um, just wanted to say quickly to watching it again – the news cycle is so heavy at the moment and particularly the unfolding crisis in Afghanistan is so confronting and I felt really powerless. And one of the things about Lady Parts is that it's just a reminder that each of those people living in Afghanistan going through the Taliban, you know, rule regime. or insert regime is a person. Mm. And so many of those women over the last 20 years have been studying at university and have been allowed freedoms that they weren't previously under the Taliban rule and are now being hunted down by mm. the Taliban and forced into all kinds of really difficult situations. And they're outwardly saying that they're going to be educating women and girls yeah. but in a different kind of doctrine. But realistically that's not happening and they're kind of erasing women from It would be great if that were true. But domain. of all, I mean, yeah, the exactly. <laughs> and I mean, they're and they're trying to find women and girls to for forced marriages and mm. all kinds of awful things. And so, anyway, not putting that aside, but I think Lady Parts is just this wonderful celebration and reminder of hum- of the humanity yeah. in all of us. And my heart is with the people of Afghanistan at the moment. And I also felt really powerless. And so Care Australia is an incredible organisation that we've partnered oh, cool. with before. Yes, we have, yeah. And they're currently doing a lot. So we, I've donated 
there. What? And I would really encourage you, if you feel similarly, to go and donate at Care Australia um, to their campaign particularly for Afghan women. They've been doing a lot of work with women and advocacy over there for a really long time and helping women who are finding their voice and who have been educating women and working in that space over the last 20 years who are now being persecuted. You can give any amount. Uh, It can be an ongoing thing or a one-off. They take PayPal, credit card. They do. They probably take cash. They do. And look, I understand too, things are tight at the moment. Oh, yeah, totally, yeah. So, but if you, like me, are feeling like, God, can any more terrible things happen and can't we do something? I know, right? Can we get one more terrible (laughs) thing, please? God. So anyway, that was just some small thing that I felt like I could do to help. So um, we'll put a link in the show notes below. Um, But that's that. Yeah, and Lady Parts is on Netflix. Cool. And that's the show for this week. And this show, you know, you can actually review it in app. You can open up your app and go, I'm giving this a review. I'm doing it in app. Just like uh, Choco Pal who says, five stars and I did it in app. Been listening since episode one and I never looked back. I always enjoyed listening to a couple that can openly share their opinions in a quite, in a very genuine way, as it's exactly how I am with my own wife. Insightful, honest, and never a dull moment. How can there be when you go from zombie apocalypse is one minute to appreciation of watching someone poo the next? I don't know what that is. That's a terrible joke that I made. It was (laughs) awful. And I I think I got Collings to erase it from a previous episode. Really? Yes. Gerard Butler. Remember my joke about Gerard Butler? I don't. (laughs) I'm not repeating it. Uh, Definitely five stars. My week is always a little bit better listening to this and the Weekly Planet. Please keep up with the good work. That's from Marcus. Well, thank you so much, Marcus. Thank you, Marcus. if you want to email the show, we would love to hear your suggestions. I do want to email the show. It's fantastic. Just like Heather Ringman has suggested movie, Dave made a maze. Hi, Claire and James. I love your podcast. Listening to the two of you together makes me so happy. I have a suggestion you all might not have heard before, the movie Dave Made a Maze. While Annie is away for the weekend, her boyfriend Dave makes a cardboard maze in the apartment, but it's bigger on the inside and she has to go in and rescue him from the maze and all the traps and monsters that are in there. There are trailers online, but part of the fun is all the surprising things in the maze. So instead, to give you an idea of the creations, here's a video and there's a little Vimeo link to the video, which I've watched, Dave which is made cool. A maze. I've never heard of this. It's really cool by the Cardboard Institute of Technology, the artist collective that made the incredible cardboard work in the movie. I went and watched this video. It's amazing what they're building. They build like a whole palindrome, you know, that people ride bikes in out of cardboard. It's crazy. I thought it was a really fun movie and a good inspiration about being creative and making things, although hopefully not a giant cardboard labyrinth that you have to be rescued from. <laughs> Sincerely, Heather. That's cool. All right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna check that out. That sounds really cool. And it I've does. never heard of it. No, me neither. So that's the kind of thing we love. Thank you so much, Heather. And yeah, at suggestiblepod at gmail.com. That's right. Uh, yeah, if you've got anything, send them, send them over. And let's totally. go. I'm going to go. All right. And, and thank watch... you as always to Raw Colleagues for editing the show. That's right. Really appreciate it. Every week he does it. And uh, I'm going to watch a whole lot of behind-the-scenes stuff for The Matrix and The Matrix Reloaded because that's what I do. You're, an, uh, you're a god among men. In a way I am. I'm you're a my hero. fourth story of my mansion. <laughs> I really wow. butchered that. Which, will I, which have I replaced of the four things because you have to – Get rid of one of spirituality. So I'm your spirituality. I'm yeah, your I God. Said a God among men. Oh yeah, that was the joke. That's good. Oh God, he's really running. Jokes I reckon are, you're running at like five percent. Jokes are better when you explain them anyway. People know that. <laughs> People know that. All right, goodbye. Bye. I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch some Matrix stuff. 
This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I mean, if you want, it's up to you.